problem, not me, okay? I asked you a simple question, then you some motherfucker responded like you don't know what the fuck's going on. Man, fuck hey, you! Man, fuck you, bitch! Come on, Fuck man. you! Come on, nigga! Man, I gotta get you Come on, bring up your chest, damn dog! What your bitch ass gonna do? Yeah, your bitch ass ain't gonna do a goddamn thing, trick. You better take your old ass ass out of my All right. You better take your old ass out of my Bitch ass nigga. Studywood, Texas. This is H-Town, man. You boys better know. You just What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? ¿Qué pasa con mi gente que me están escuchando en este momento? I'm so happy to be here. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to every single pair of ears that are listening to me live. What's going on? Welcome. Welcome. Que sean bienvenidos a todos. A Black Hispanic Podcast. ¿Qué pasa con la gente? How are y'all doing? How are y'all feeling? So let's just hop right into it. That argument that I played, that little uh, uh, verbal kerfuffle, was an argument in between the Asian store owner in Houston and a black man. The black man was being a little bit aggressive with the store owner for whatever reason. And as you can tell, the store owner was not for the bullshit. He was ready to fight. He said, fuck you, trick. What you and you bitch ass ain't going to do it. And notice at the end, I'm going to play it again because I want y'all to notice something. And this is this caters into what we're about to talk about today in terms of learning languages. Just stay with me. Have patience. Question. Then you some motherfucker responded like you don't know what the fuck's going on. Man, fuck hey, you! Man, fuck you, bitch! Couple fuck you! Come on, nigga! Man, I get you too, oh, Come on, bring up your chest, damn dog! What your bitch ass gonna do? Damn, yeah, yeah, your bitch ass ain't gonna do a goddamn thing, trick! You better take your old ass ass out of my. Alright, you're right, you're right. You're right. Bitch ass nigga. So. <laughs> So I want you to pay attention to three key things that the Asian guy said. First, notice his accent. When you listen to his accent, you can tell he's somebody who was probably born in a foreign country. I will also add that a lot of people do not know when you go to Houston, Texas specifically, there are a lot of Asians in Texas now. A lot of Asians in Houston, Cambodians, Vietnamese and all that. I didn't know that until I went there three years ago, but there's a lot of them. So you can hear his accent and tell he was born somewhere foreign, but he probably at least up into at least from his teens on up from his teenage years on up. He spent a lot of time around some uh, the Negro community or at least a Negro Southern community. Notice how he said trick. That's some shit that only black people in Texas say. We don't, as a black man from California, I can tell you, we don't say that shit here. I've never got into an argument with somebody and said, you trick ass bitch. That ain't in our vernacular. The third thing is when he said nigga, trick ass bitch ass nigga, which some of, some of y'all might have find issue with that. But I will say when you come to, California, there are a lot of agents to the inward too. I'm bringing all this up because you can listen to how he talks and tell, even though there's some foreign origin there, he grew up, he probably grew up or is around people. He's learned enough English to kind of know how to say cuss words and call out a nigga, etc. etc. I bring all this up because this comes, this brings us to a very interesting um, 
part of the process of learning languages and that is you guessed it losing your accent or even trying to have an accent or even you know those of us who are trying to who try to learn Spanish, Portuguese, uh, Portuguese, whatever what you whatever would call it, anything out there, this for a lot of us is a very frustrating part of the process. So, I'll tell you from my personal experience. I'll say with Spanish, this was from my experience. The issue that I always had with Spanish, accent was always a big issue with me with Spanish because. From my personal experience, when I first came into Spanish, I spoke Portuguese. And I would say a lot of words in Spanish, or I would pronunciate words in Spanish because Portuguese and Spanish are really similar. I would say words in Portuguese. I mean, I would say words in Spanish like how I was saying them in Portuguese. So, for example, um, I would say, um, let me try to give an example. Um, in in Spanish, you would say sanidad, but in Portuguese, in in Portuguese, we say sanidade, like ciudad, like ciudad, like ciudad, por ejemplo. In español, para say city, to say city, you would say ciudad, but in Portuguese, you say cidade. Even that in and of itself, that dodge, that sh, like kind of mushing sounds together, that is an aspect of Portuguese. That's not an aspect in Spanish. Like in Spanish, you pronunciate all the vowels and the vocal, uh, the vowel um, compositions uh, separate. Like, como estas tu? Como estas tu? But in Portuguese, you would you can mush some shit together. Like, verdade, verdade. And in Spanish, is verdade. But in Portuguese, is verdade. Like, so you can get away with a lot of shit. Verdade. So that was the issue I had in Spanish for a long time. Like there was a lot of times when I was speaking Spanish where people would people would automatically think I was from Brazil. Anytime they heard me speak Spanish, they would automatically assume I was from Brazil because they heard my accent and thought, oh, he's a Brazilian. This this is a it sounds like a Brazilian speaking Spanish. So then what happened was is I started really focusing on my Spanish and I kind of cut Portuguese out the picture. And at that time, I was really fascinated with Dominican Spanish because I love Dominicans. I love y'all. I love y'all. Muchísimo amor para todos los dominicanos. Muchísimo amor para ustedes. And sometimes if you hear me speak Spanish, I think some of you guys have probably noticed this. That's why you kind of hear the, the Caribbean influence because that was the kind of Spanish that me, I really loved. I thought it was really dope. Now, the issue I fucking had where came up where I'm at now, bringing all this up to say this. My personal issue with my Spanish right now is there's a difference in between how me speaking Spanish that sounds very native versus speaking Spanish that sounds more conversationally, um, I'll say, grammatically correct. So what I mean by that is when I speak in my Dominican accent or Caribbean accent, when I say word, it, every, it sounds more native. And I noticed that when I'm in a work setting and I'm talking to people, people automatically hear it and assume I'm from a different, I'm from the Caribbean, I'm from Dominican, I'm from somewhere where, I'm from a Caribbean country when I speak. Like, cuando te platican no sin, la gente siempre piensa que yo vengo de otro país, que yo vengo de otro sitio, pero de verdad eso de otro reunido. Pero para mí, bien claro. So, 
when I speak like that, I like that because I like that I give off the impression that I'm a native speaker from a different country. Now, when I speak more grammatically correct, like, for example, when I'm practicing in this moment, when I'm trying to practice sin error gramático, sin problema, a todas las palabras salen correctamente en lengua con, con el otro, that, con el otro, digo, people naturally can tell I'm probably American. And that kind of pisses me off sometimes because I'm trying to, right now my struggle in Spanish is trying to walk the line of speaking very, very grammatically correct Spanish And also at the same time, speak having an accent that sounds native, and trying to find that line. And I, and I'm, I'm, it's a it's a conscious struggle. It's a day to day struggle. Like even al hoy día mismo estoy intentando decir la calor la cosa correctamente con mi con mi acento o sea está aquí en el portugués con mi acento de República Dominicana, pero incluso gramático correcto con todo. So it is kind of hard. I think a lot of the times with people. A lot of us, a lot of people, I think a lot of people who who are learning Spanish, that's one of the reasons why they kind of get stuck at plateaus is because they don't want to sound stupid in front of um, Latino or, or in front of people. And reality is because, you know, they have thick accents like, you know, like white, like most people who speak Spanish, like I have a friend who's like this. He speaks Spanish, but he speaks it like an American speaking Spanish. And it just sounds so off. Hola, como estas? Bien, y tú? Like there's the musicality. There's a there's a musicality in a cadence to a language that you kind of have to learn to adapt. Like, and a lot of the times it can be very difficult. It was, it, it can be difficult, difficult for my black ass. Um, another thing too I've noticed, and not to run too far away from the from the topic of accents. Another thing that I have noticed is that me personally, and I want to tell anybody to be careful about this. This is something that's a really big issue in language learning. The same fuck ups that I make in English, I make in Spanish and in Portuguese and in French. The same grammatical errors that I make that lets you know that I definitely did not make it past the ninth grade, that I definitely have a GED, that I was raised in a neighborhood where where the where the guy who sold um, elotes used to drive by a little housing project all the time. Those same errors, I make that shit in Spanish and Portuguese. So be careful because a lot of the time, like I'll give you an example. Me, naturally, I have a tendency to mumble. I have a tendency to talk fast. When I'm in a conversational setting, there is a difference in between how I talk on a podcast versus how I talk when I'm around people. In English, people have always told me when I speak to people, I tend to mumble, I talk fast, and I have a deep voice, so it can be hard to understand me. A lot of times, like people, like, like people don't understand. A lot of times, like I know, like in my comments, a lot of y'all can. Some of y'all say I have like a nice speaking voice and it's dope. My voice literally only sounds cool on radio. But in reality, most people really have a hard time understanding me, just being honest. So bringing this up because those same issues that I have in English, they carry it over into Spanish. Everybody tells me I talk. I've literally made videos in pure Spanish and people who spoke Spanish with confidence say, 
Hablas, hablas bien rápido, no puedes entenderte. Tú hablas muy rápido, no puedes entenderte. Un poco más despacio, por favor, por favor. Que salga un poco más despacio. Even just now, like I probably, you probably didn't think of what I said. And so, and, and, that, and another thing too that I do, which is kind of an aspect of it. Like in English, we tend to mush words together sometimes, especially if you're from, from like a certain kind of community. We tend to mush the words and kind of conjunct the words together. In Spanish, you really can't do that. You can't really do that because in Spanish, all the vowels are pronunciated. So, for example, like, like even just how I just said that, like is technically like, but I'm like, 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 for example, like, but in Spanish, but in Spanish, you have to say, like, por ejemplo, como, por ejemplo, como, like, you have to say all the words, you have to say all the vowels, you can't rush past everything. And I bring this up to say, You have to be careful with that because whatever fuck ups you make in your native language, they're going to be it's, it's like the same thing how they teach you with shoot. I learned this with shooting with my job, whatever. When you are going shooting, if you go to a shooting range and they have the uh, the distance from how far you can shoot the target, you can shoot the target from three yards, from four yards, from five yards, seven yards, 15 yards. The same fuck ups you make shooting at a target that's three yards away from you. They're just going to get worser and worser when it's 7, 10, 11, 12, and 13 yards away from you. It's the same errors. You're going to make the same errors, the same mistakes, but more pronounced, and they're going to be more noticeable. I had to learn that because I got into a point in Spanish personally where I'm fluent and can speak it really well, but... The same walls that I run into when I'm trying to express myself in English, I run into when I'm trying to express myself in Spanish. And a lot of the times I'll get frustrated, be like, man, I'm fucking up. I don't know what I'm doing. But then I realize, no, it ain't that I don't know what I'm doing. It's just that it's this. I do the same thing in, 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 in English. Like, for example, uh, another moment of vulnerability. If I don't go three, if I go three to four days without having any conversations with people in English, If somebody tries to talk to me, I swear to God, I sound so like, <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. I, uh, I don't know. The more I talk about this, I get more embarrassed about my English. Now I'm starting to think I should start, maybe I should start a blackish English podcast, but, uh, but no, it's just being real, bro. It's, um, that's why I say one of the best tools, one of the best tools for improving your accent And your pronunciation in the language, honestly, is reading out loud. If you've already gotten to the point in Spanish or any language, whatever the fuck you want to learn, where you've mastered the vowels, what you should do, that's what you should do. Find some reading material. It could be a news page, fucking go on Wikipedia, Google Yeezy, Google Kanye West, but put the page in Spanish in the Google Translate part. And that it'll, there's an option to any fucking phone to, to translate the page from English to Spanish. I know a lot of y'all don't do that, but it does help. Do that, and while you're doing it, just read. And when you read, when you read, read out loud. The reason why I say you should read out loud The reason why I say you should read out loud is because reading out loud, what that does is it trains your brain to hear how you're speaking and not to correct it. But also, while you're reading out loud, have some 
audio, like for example, a YouTube video, maybe a commercial, maybe a song where you can hear somebody speaking native Spanish. Like for example, for me, I watch a lot of YouTube channels about like old gangsters in Panama, Republica Dominicana, and I'll hear them speaking. And what I would do is I'll listen to it for about three, four minutes or two minutes, then start reading and try to imagine myself mimicking the accent that they have. Now, that's only if you want to if you want to learn accents, because there are a lot of people out there who the accent really doesn't matter to them. I think for me, like I was talking to my friend Louisa, shout out to you, Louisa, I love you. Um, for me, the accent in a language is really important because learning a language to me is almost like a, 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 a sense of adventure, a sense of escape. Like that's why for me, it's hard for me to learn a language from a culture that I do not like or do like, I wanted to learn Spanish with a Dominican accent or Caribbean accent because I'm fascinated with the cultures from there. I'm fascinated with the people who come from there. I love uh, Cuban culture. I love Dominican culture. So be careful of that. I naturally have a passion for it. I naturally, I naturally kind of want to emulate that. So that's why accent's so important to me. And to be fair with you, I will tell you something, the interesting thing about, uh, the interesting thing about um, languages, at least with Spanish, I, this is why the um, the accent versus my Dominican accent versus my proper accent is so hard. It's because it's such a big issue with me. It's because a lot of people don't notice this. If you speak Spanish, if you speak fucked up Spanish, but have a very, very strong native accent, people don't even question your fluency. I swear to God, it's the weirdest thing. People don't even question your fluency. But if you speak Spanish with a very, very white accent, but the grammar is correct, people will notice that you're speaking it well, but it's still kind of like, y'all know what I'm talking about. Like for example, I've noticed this, it never fails. When I speak to people, if I use my Dominican accent and I'm just going straight at people automatically seeing I'm a native speaker, the question like for people know what I'm talking about. If you speak with a very native accent in your target language, people will ask you where your family is from. Now, if you speak Spanish, but with with the accent that's from your first language, like the accent that you naturally have, then people like then they'll ask you, how did you learn Spanish or how is it that you know Spanish? Like, for example, when I talk like that, people always ask me, well, where are your families from? Where's your pop family, brothers? Or where you, where's your mother from? Where's your grandmother from? And they get really deep into it, too. But if I talk to them like this, Hola, ¿cómo estás? Bien, ¿y tú? ¿Y cómo le puedo ayudar? En este momento, solamente por cita. Then they ask me, oh, how did you learn Spanish? Or are you learning Spanish right now? And let me tell you something. As a nigga who has really went deep in trying to learn Spanish, that shit is, like, <laughs> let me just say this. Language learners, y'all know what I'm talking about. Anybody who's learned languages know what I'm talking about. When you've gotten two to three years deep in a language and you've reached fluency, you've really practiced thousands and thousands of hours. Those of y'all who are who are um, Latinos or Mexicans, they'll understand this. There is nothing more offensive than hearing somebody say, oh, but you're doing good. Keep going. Yeah, you're, you're doing good. Keep going. That shit sounds so demeaning. Oh, that shit sounds so demeaning. Oh, man, that shit is that, bro. 
woman told me that the day at work. I was that shit made me so mad. I was like, what the fuck? But I understand why she told me that because I was using my um my kind of proper grammar, proper accent in Spanish. And generally speaking, when I talk like that, most people think I'm I'm, Amer- I'm American. So it's 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 an interesting thing. Um, and like I said, the accent thing, honestly. This isn't. This is only a big. This is only a big issue to people who really. Most people don't care about the accent. Most people don't care about the accent because I think a lot of people struggle with the pronunciation aspect. So, I'll say to all of you guys out there. The first thing is you should worry more about pronunciating the words and being understood before you get to worrying about accents. Now, naturally, if you speak English. If you natively speak English, pronunciating Spanish words, it's really hard to fuck up Spanish. I got to be honest with you. It is really hard to say words in Spanish and say them fucked up. It just is really hard. I got to be honest with you. Like you really have to step, go out of your way to say words in Spanish fucked up. Fucked up to the point to where nobody can understand you. It takes, it takes, it's just, um, I will say that once you get to the point, though, where you can speak Spanish enough to be understood, if you care about the accent, the accent portion, hey, do like I did, train yourself. And one thing, too, I've learned, because for me, the funny thing about for me was um, there was never a point where I had to lose my American accent. It's just really, I think it's different for me because I know how to, I know how to adapt my voice. Like I really, there was no point where I really had to practice having a Dominican accent. It's just one day I imitated it and somebody told me like, damn, like that actually sounds, your Dominican accent sounds really convincing. Like you speak it, it sounds really convincing. And then when I started using it in day to day interactions with people, people really started being like, damn like are you from a different where are you from like they started noticing like where's where's your where's your family from so that's just for me personally like for me like for me part of the reason i chose like a caribbean dominican accent is because that's just is the most convincing accent i can do to be real with you like whenever i tried to speak spanish with a mexican accent it just came off as really racist like contigo. like it just comes off really racist like I, I i personally didn't feel comfortable with it like the cadence just didn't sound it is my friend told me she told me one day shout to emily she told me one day she said when you try to speak Mexican Spanish, you sound so sad. But when you when you speak Dominican Spanish, you sound so happy and lively and, and just you sound like yourself. And I was like, "Wow, is that big of a difference?" I was like, "Yeah, it just it it, yeah." So, so it's interesting thing. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, and this is kind of um moving past the um the language part of the podcast. There's something kind of just commercial I want to talk about. It's a commercial topic I was thinking of. There was a video, um, sorry, a picture that went viral of an NFL owner, Jerry Jones, I believe his name is. And there was a photo of him that was taken at a racist rally. For those who do not know, in the state of Arkansas, Texas, there was a situation where at this high school that at the time was an all-white high school, three black kids or five black kids, I forgot the number, were the first black kids to enter at the school. Now, 
everybody was against it. The teachers were against it. The kids were against it. And there was a bunch of white kids in the mob who were throwing shit at them, bullying them, et cetera, et cetera. It got so bad to where the National Guard or the Army had to escort the kids into the school. And I bring this up because the NFL owner, he was there's a picture of him in the mob there, too. And he wasn't doing no crazy shit. He just was in the picture with the mob. He wasn't even yelling. It just, it, it, honestly, from the photo, it just looked like he just was trying to see what the fuck was going on. But this became a big conversation about um, racist owners and with the et etc. Cetera, et cetera. Now, m- my conversation at this point is less about him and more about what I will say is... Um, triggers it's an interesting thing that when you go to certain groups certain ethnic groups or certain cultures there are certain things that are triggers for that culture like for example in african-american culture a big trigger for us is racism the cultural trigger where people naturally get upset in Cal- in for uh, for African Americans is racism, and that's just because of the history of our country. We are the descendants of slaves, so naturally, racism and bigotry are a big thing for us. But the interesting thing I think about that is we never talk about the triggers for other people and how our triggers and our culture are a big trigger for us. Like, for example, I noticed that when you deal with a lot of people who are really extreme, all the way extreme, I'm not talking about moderate Republicans or moderate conservatives. I'm talking about extreme far-right Republicans, even with moderate conservatives, to be honest with you. Gun rights, or even the talk about gun rights, is a trigger for them. Anti-patriotism is a big trigger for them. And those two things for a lot of them is a bigger trigger for them than racism, because a lot of them, if you're a white man, if you grew up in Kentucky and your family's been there for your whole life, you probably don't have a history. You don't have a history. Your family or your legacy doesn't have a history of having to face racism. So it's kind of different. A lot of the times I think as black people, we get mad when we deal with people who aren't sensitive to our issues. But like I always tell people, you can't get mad at somebody if they don't have a hit who don't understand your struggle because they haven't went through it. It's the same reason why black people, while a lot of us are so insensitive to Jewish people's struggles. To the people who are descendants of people who are um, to those Jews who are descendants of the um, of the whatever of what happened in Germany or family members who were affected by the Holocaust. A lot of the time we don't understand their struggle because naturally, like I always say, you know, we don't we didn't go through that. And I'll tell you the thing I think about now as I get older, we never have a conversation about how the colliding of your personal trigger versus your cultural trigger. Like for me personally, because I'm African-American, racism is going to be a trigger for me culturally. My personal trigger, the personal trigger to me is the thing that your personal trigger is the shit that naturally triggers you because of your personal life experiences. Like, for example, my personal trigger is predatory bully behavior. I hate that shit with a fucking passion. That is because I was bullied as a child. So when I see predatory shit, 
somebody bullying somebody. If I'm working, if I'm at a club, I'm working at somebody trying to buy a girl one too many drinks or trying to get her drunk or put some shit. Naturally, that shit makes me mad and it it touches me to a, my core because I was bullied as a child. I was predatorized as a child, so that shit naturally touches a nerve with me. I'll tell you something a lot of people don't know about me. I'll tell you straight up. It touches me so much that if I get into an argument with a man and if it looks like I can beat him physically, there is a very big chance that no matter how crazy he talks to me, I probably won't do anything to him because I feel like it's predatory for me to be picking on somebody who's smaller than me or that's not like a physical challenge, not a visible physical challenge. And it's interesting because I'm at the point now where I think some honestly, my personal trigger outweighs my cultural trigger. I get more frustrated with people who are predatory or bullies than I get with people who are racist or prejudiced. And to be real with you, to be honest with you, what we never talk about in this country is in my personal life, there's a difference in between being racist and prejudiced. That's one big thing. In my lifetime, I have encountered maybe two or three people who were maybe outright racist, like a taxi cab driver pulled up at a bar I was working at and got out and yelled, niggers, all N-words should die. All N-words should die. I've I've only had one or two experiences with racist people. Now, I've had dozens of experiences with prejudiced people. See, racist means to me, racist is somebody who just outright hates people of the opposite of the opposite race prejudice is people are the people who have fucked up impressions or fucked up preconceived notions of a race or a people be it because of maybe their experience with one be it because of shit that they saw on tv be it because and the funny thing about prejudice a lot of the times people who are prejudiced don't even have any fucking experience with that race that they feel prejudiced to The reason why I say there's a big difference in between prejudice and racism is because racism, racist to me is a person who is a member of the KKK and is saying FN words all day. That's different. Prejudice to me is that feeling like a lot of black men over a certain height, over a certain weight know that feeling when you walk into a store and you feel the store owner watching you at every move. The stuff feeling when you go to a gun store and you're trying to get a gun legally, you are a legal gun owner. You literally do armed security for a fucking living. You're a federal employee. You have everything. But they look at you and talk to you like you fucking crazy, like you finna rob the fucking place. It's like and it's like, bitch, I make more fucking money than you and this fucking gun. What the fuck are you talking? Sorry, I'm sorry. Speaking from speaking from personal experience. Um, so that's my experience with uh, with prejudice and. What we don't talk about is there are black people who are prejudiced too. Black people be prejudiced against each other. You know, I'll tell you 100, keep it 100 with you. It's a lot of times I'm walking to places, bro, and like black men might look at me a certain way sometimes aside because, you know, I'm a, I know ain't no secret. I'm a dark, I'm a big dark skinned dude with, with braids in my hair. So I understand. Like you see me walking to somewhere and if I'm in dressed down clothing, you know, you might look at me and think that I'm on a type of time and no, I ain't like I'm just a regular dude. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm you know the you know the funniest thing I've I've learned too, uh I've learned too dealing with uh with uh when you deal with 
I've, the funniest thing with black people, I would say, is when we encounter white people who we think are racist. And it's not that they're racist. They're just genuinely a fucking dick. Like, that, that'd be the funniest thing. Like, I know at least about four or five people who work in my job who they're people who say they're racist. But then the catch is it's not that they're racist. It's just that they're fucking dicks. Like, everybody, even white people say, no, that dude's a fucking dick. Like, he's just a fucking dick. Like, he just says shit to piss people off where he tries to. There are people, there are certain people who just say shit just to piss you off. And they do that with everybody. And when they see somebody who's black, their first thought is, oh, so I'm going to just crack fucked up jokes or they're going to bring race jokes into it. Like, there's one guy in my job who's like that. I genuinely don't think he hates black people. I genuinely not think he wakes up and thinks black people are fucked up. Now, what I do think he thinks is if I want to piss off this black person, I'm just going to make fucked up jokes all day. And I just and I just make fucked up jokes about he's a fucking midget. So it is what it is. So, I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. People, me gente, me gente, fue un placer platicar con ustedes. Fue un placer platicar con ustedes. Que ustedes le pasen un buen día, que ustedes le pasen buena noche. I'm speaking too fast again. That's when I, see, when I say I talk too fast, that's what I mean when I say I talk too fast. And I hope you guys are ready to listen to the next episode that comes out. So, much love. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the family. And shout out to all my Texan agents. I fuck with y'all. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Fuck you. Come on.